Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good ride, Kobe. Underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks, where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. Welcome back to a brand new edition of Kicks and Bricks. Today we have one of the best young artists out right now. He's been in front of our TV screens since forever, basically. Um, Maestro Harold, what's good, man? It's good, brother. How you doing? I'm all right. So, like, so like, you've been around for years now. Like, when did you decide that acting was the path that you wanted to follow? Like, uh, man, that ca- that happened pretty early. Because uh, so basically, my parents put me in the industry. Like, my my birth name is Maestro. So like, that was the the first thing most people don't realize. Like, it's not like a stage name or anything. Like my parents like knew from day one uh, that they wanted me to be in entertainment and. Um, you know, and uh, music music was actually like the first plan. That's why my street came first. And so like they put piano lessons when I was super young, uh, vocal lessons, all that kind of stuff. Like I started piano lessons when I was like three years old, four years old, something like that. And so uh, uh, we went from that. And then when I got about four or five years old, then they actually like, uh, you know, you start to see like what kind of kid I was going to be. They were like, oh, you have a pretty like cute kid. You should try to put them in like commercials and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, my parents, you know, sent out all the headshots to all the agencies, you know, uh, started getting me doing commercials and uh, started with, you know, a few little McDonald's ones here or there. Uh, then I got the, uh, the Gatorade, the like my campaign, which was, you know, obviously back in 98. Uh, then went from that, and then um, all that was a stepping stone for me to uh, get my own television show, which came out. It was called Guys Like Us. That was at, uh, on UPN back when that was a thing. Uh, yeah, man. And so then went from there, and then went to uh, ended up doing Lion King, the play. Like, so it kind of just all it was always the plan, you know. Um, and so it just kind of like, fortunately, as the ball continued to roll, we continued to roll with it. Uh, yeah, man, you was like the goat for commercials, like the be like Mike. I think you was in the one with Grant Hill too. Yeah, yeah, I got the uh, the one with Grant and, uh, and the uh, and, and the one enjoy- with Scottie Pippen too. Scottie Pippen, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I also did. That's like winning three straight um, titles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like yo, I had the Chicago Bulls sold up, looking. Uh, there was another. There was another uh, commercial that was really good. Oh, remember the? Uh, a lot of people have seen it, but they don't realize it's new. It's the the Spanish Spanish like uh, commercial. It's like we're doing business here. With the two little kids and they're like arguing. Is it black and white? Uh, no, nah, I don't remember that it's, one. It's, it was like a Blue Cross Blue Shield commercial, and it's like most like most people if you were born in the nineties, like you mm-hmm. saw it, but like no yeah. one equated it to me, and it's just like crazy. Like I, I had a few like few heaters back in the day, but uh, yeah, man. It's so it's 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 been cool, man. I've been fortunate. Like uh, I always had the support of my family to do this. I always 
wanted to do this and it was already like, you know, I was learning a skill from day one, you know, like most people I'm talking to you high school or middle school and start figuring out what they want to do. For me, it's kind of like I was set on the path and I loved it. So. Yeah, back then, I'm sure you didn't realize like the severity, I mean, not the severity, like um, how big those commercials were, but I'm sure your parents were like super excited just to see Michael Jordan and um, Grant oh, Hill yeah. and Scottie Pippen. Well, you know, it's funny. The weird thing is like, so my parents are like, they're a lot like me. They're very kind of like, like, cool. Like, oh, that's what's up. But like, they're more excited. Like, oh, my son's moving forward. You feel me? So like, that's always why I kind of worked out. Um, I feel like having the parents I had was because like, I worked so much because people didn't have to worry about like, um, my parents on sets like my dad would go everywhere like he was the one who would always travel with me and then my mom would always like make sure the bags were packed make sure we had everything together so we were ready to go we're ready to go so it was like that perfect team like aesthetic that they built up and then when we were on sets my dad would like go to like stay in the dressing room and be like let him do his because like his main thing was he would always say he would be like i teach him at home so when he gets out here i don't have to hold he knows what he's supposed to do. He knows what he's here for. He knows that we're working. So, you know what I mean? So I wasn't that kid a lot of times. Like, you have a ton of kids who like get into the industry and like, well, yeah, I'll just be realistic. You know, like a lot of parents don't, they can't discipline the kids. Not saying they're how, but I'm just saying a lot of parents just fucking don't. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just what it is. And so since they don't, um, yeah, you know, your kid be, you know, hey, we need you to sit still and do that. Maybe you're going to sit. It's like, yo, like, my parents, they did all that training at home. So it was like, we're not, once you get on set, like, I don't, I don't need to hear from anybody. And most of the time they did. Well, uh, we have um, black parents. So like, once they give us that look, you pretty much. And, and that's another thing. And that's my point. Like, especially on the TV side, you got to remember like, this is the nineties, right? So I'm like one of the few, you know, I'm the black kid who's so well-spoken and oh my God, he's a beautiful you know I mean? So there ain't a lot of me's. So, <laughs> I know what that looks talking about, but then, you know, I'd be seeing the other kids and I'm like, go mm. whatever that it looked like yesterday. You feel me? It looked like yesterday. And you were like, you could just do whatever the hell you want and still work. I guess. So it just, you know, you learn that discipline early, but like, I'm happy I did because even to, to this day, like when I go on sets and I do certain things, like you don't realize how much like, how much that uh, that discipline and that um, that training it, it prepares you for so many other things that when you're young you don't even realize exist you know or facts man so like you're from Chicago like did you watch the Last Dance while um, uh, the, the la- oh, you know I haven't watched the whole thing which I know is terrible but uh, I watched the first let's say three or four. And uh, yeah, I mean the story. The story is crazy, and obviously, like I grew up doing it. I kind of missed the era of the Bulls, but I didn't because I was engulfed in it, like because I was a part of it so much. But I also was six, seven. You know what I mean? So like I remember the winning the championships. I remember the uh, people shooting in, in the neighborhood. Everybody won. I remember even. <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, Jordan sneakers being a real problem in Chicago. Like I remember all the things about all these things, but. I wasn't able to see it like how I got to see Kobe's. You know what I mean? Like I got to watch Kobe's, be aware, see what's going on. You know, so that was uh, that was the only thing. What was your question about the last answer? Oh, I was just saying like people in my age bracket. Like I'm 34, so like I got to see Jordan like right when he hit 
his apex. Right. I got to see Kobe from beginning to end. I got to see right. Braun from um, beginning to end. So, like, see, I think people who are like, like, see that, like, because you're only going on four years older than me. Yeah. So, like, you were at least like eleven. Like at eleven, if you really starting to watch like the ninety five, you know what I mean, ninety five, ninety six transition. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're like thirteen by the time shit's really, you know what I mean. Whereas with me, it was like I was just turning. Like, oh yeah, I was a Knicks fan, so I basically hated Scotty, MJ, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> they trash. Even though they keep them. <laughs> but I still used to rock Jordans, though. I still do. You, so I, so you, I can't you even can't get around it, bro. You can't get around it. Like, and no, no other great player has made a shoe that's as diverse with everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And also, it, it's Jordan. Like, that's one thing I've like realized now. It's like, man, every once in a while, someone just comes, just changes the game, like of whatever the game is. And like, yeah, like. Jordan just like he all the players we liked before were, that were at a high level, he just shows you like yeah sorta, <laughs> <laughs> and just like oh like and I feel like that's we're coming into another era of that with like LeBron, where it's just right. kind of like oh like nah like I don't care what anyone says like <laughs> he make it to the finals every year win or lose he going though like what. Who is this guy with different teams? So you can't say it's just like the t- like no, he gonna go regardless. And it's like, damn, okay, so you're just different, you know? <laughs> like, you know, the thing about Joe, and I think he came at the perfect time because, like, with his attitude and the way he is and his drive to win, if he yeah. did half the shit that he did back then, he would be, um, you know, kind of blackballed or something. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> He was, he was, so he came at the perfect time. Yeah, it was it just like, it was, once again, just like when LeBron tries to do half the stuff he's trying to do now in that era. Definitely. Oh, please. Like, oh. Should have been like, shut up and dribble. Like, literally, you know? So uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see that. And it's interesting to see like how, how different people, like how it can take one person to completely like kind of revolutionize a sport or, you know, like uh, an industry. You know? I have to ask you this, being as you're a big Chicago Bulls fan, like, mm-hmm. what's going on in Scottie's Pippen personal life? Do you think that they should take away his rings just because of what's going on? I'm dead. Okay, so this is my personal opinion on what's going on in Scottie Pippen's life. You can't control people. You also don't know what these people have on you. You also don't know. But I will tell you one thing I can't control. You're not using my fucking last name. <laughs> Word, man. That, that's over. Like, like that. I, that's the one thing that keeps, like, killing me. Like, bro, like, what are we talking about? Like, no. Like, you can't. You can't use my last name and then go be with who? Like, no. Like, no. You think Jordan will ever let that happen? Not that's why, years. Look, are you ready? And that's why there's different kinds of people. There's <laughs> being real. Certain people just ain't never going to let that happen. Like, you're, you're bugging. Like, you're bugging. Use your maiden name. That's cool. Use your maiden name. I have nothing against that. Go be all frivolous, do whatever you want to. I feel you. But you're not about to. Nah. You know, nah. You know. I feel bad for their kid because, you know, if he um gets drafted next year to the NBA, you know that trash talk is going to be unreal. It's going to be different. I, I smacked your moms. What are you talking about? Like, is it every play. Every play. Oh, that's your mom? Oh, I've been in there too. 
like it's over, bro. It's over. It it's uh, but I like like past the jokes. If we're being mm-hmm. really honest, that be my problem in general. Sometimes we just like there's a way deeper conversation, but like just the path. Sometimes our society's headed in, and don't get me wrong, it's not this shit need to stop. It's you know it's been going this great way, but it's just what are we doing? Like it, it, so like I. Her as a as a as an adult, right? As a grown woman, she has every right to be with whoever she wants to be with. If she's not with her husband, facts. It's nobody's business. Yeah, true. But when you're when you have a whole family that you know is in the public eye, and you know that your kids are also going into the same, like as just as a as an adult, what the fuck are you thinking? That's more what I'm getting at, right? Just as an adult, like we're not like forget all the bells and whistles, forget being a pivot, forget NBA, forget. Says it's just like the it's just like you know the the mom who got to go out or the dad who got to go out because you know he he got to go hit hit a you know hit an event or some shit. And it's like so what? So you just gonna leave your kids up? like come on? How old are we? That's all I'm saying. Like how old are we? Like is is we know what's going? Like you should be taking care of your kids, right? Or you should be like or at least sheltering your kids from this because it doesn't look good and it doesn't look good in any capacity, regardless of if you're rich or not. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like you it's said, like, it's nobody's business. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Be, be, be a fucking adult about it. That's all I'm saying. Cause honestly, as, as much as, as easy as it is to clown Scotty, he's being a fucking adult about it. Or he's, he's got more patience than me. Bro, more vision, you need combined and everybody, bro, he's being, but once again, it's like, I always compare this to, uh, it's even like the, the, uh, the Will and Jada thing I always compare it to. And I, and, and one thing I always say, I, and I will always say this, I said, man, I, I don't know if I could have done it, but I never just as I'm like, as I'm getting older and becoming like more of a man, you know what I mean? And understand, mm-hmm. I can never respect a man more for the way that Will Smith handled that. All right, you know True. what? Yeah. You know what? Let's get our bag. You know what? No, let's get our bag. Let's have the most viewed thing on Facebook. Let's talk about it, and we'll and we'll deal with it. And and I'm not and I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to berate you. I'm not, I might have done that already, but I'm not going to do this. But I'm going to I'm going to sit here and we're going to uh, hey we going to dap up on T. And you know what? Yeah, it's just it's like I feel like the younger you are, he's a set. But the older you get, you realize also. Is he a simp for wanting to make sure his family stays intact? Is he a simp for wanting to make sure like him and his wife can, can still talk? Is he a simp? You see what I mean? So it's like, it's just, you start to understand like, all right, I guess like, shit, we're so, I'll put it this way. We so invested in this anyway. There's no point. That's more what I'm getting at. If they were new, this new shit to just say, oh yeah, I'd be like, you, you got to cut it loose. But we've been doing this and let's be real. It's Will Smith. I'm sure he's done it. So, and it's cheaper to keep her. It's cheaper to keep, and also let's not forget it's much cheaper to keep her. And let's not forget how many rings does Scotty have? How was he moving when he was playing for the ball? We don't know. So that's another thing. Oh, I just I know. gotta get you know I I understand, but once mm-hmm. again, all his business wasn't out in the newspapers. How we have social media. That's so. all in the game. So. That, exactly. <laughs> that exactly, and also you know what you're signing up for when you come over here. <laughs> You want this big ass pool, these Birkin bags? Well, yeah, I'm a hooper. <laughs> been doing this, been doing this since high school. <laughs> like, come on. So, like, if you ha- if you had the chance to party with one team, 
let's say the '90s Bulls or the LeBron's Miami Heat in Miami, like, oh, which team okay. are you rolling with? If Jordan rocks with me, like if Jordan, yeah, if, if like, he's on there, if, no, I'm saying no, but if he got to rock with me, like it can't just be like, oh, he come like this dude's coming to party and you ain't you ain't in with Jordan. That's more what I'm talking about. Like it's like sometimes people would be like, who would you want to like? have lunch with or some shit. And I'll be like, well, it depends. Am I having lunch with this person or do they rock with me? Like, I'd love to have lunch with Jay-Z if he rocks with me because he's going to talk to me and I'm going to learn something from the situation. You feel me? But if he don't rock with me like that and I'm just having lunch and I'm sitting next to Jay-Z, I don't give a fuck. Like, I want to <laughs> learn some shit. Teach me something, nigga. I'm trying to get, yeah, I want to grab something from this. You know, um, even if it's just a, a thought that I didn't have before sitting down. You feel me? That's the whole point. That's the whole point of, that's why we're supposed to, uh, praise these people in the first place because like yeah everybody can't have the physical makeup of michael jordan but you want to know something we all can have the fucking determination if that's what we value but that's not what we value we so busy it's michael jordan like nah nigga like how many shots he shoot to become michael jordan that's my question you know what i mean but anyway if i could party with him like i said if if jordan rocking with me uh, if i'm like charles oakley and all, we all cool i'm <laughs> I'm going with Jordan because I know I know the demon time that those fools were on. With no cameras around, too. That's what I'm saying. There ain't no cameras. There ain't no like there. There's like legitimately nothing you you, you can't like. You're good. You're good. And on top of that, like back in the day like you had to really t- even go to some of the places that they went to you had to really be somebody like, ain't nobody verified nigga this is michael jordan like you he like you had to be famous like oh i know you in any like yeah so right. like i feel like it would have been a, a different type of party and a more fun party uh but if we playing in today's world, yeah, LeBron and the Heat probably go crazy. I mean, like South Beach have me sold, so that's and that's yeah, exactly. That's, well, but see, that's the other that's, thing. I don't, that's all you gotta I don't say. Like, I don't feel like we we uh, get, we hanging out with Jordan in Chicago though. After they win, Jordan gonna do whatever, but then Jordan gonna go hit Vegas, <laughs> and I want to be with Jordan in Vegas. Trust, me. not when he gambling, but when he done, I want to be with Jordan. <laughs> I think but, Rodman would. Will be the guy for me to be around. Who? Dennis Rodman. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, because he. At least for like two hours, because I can't exactly. go all night no more. <laughs> Yo, the, Dennis Rodman for sure is that dude who, like, people used to probably party with him and then realize, like, oh, yeah, I'm not going for <laughs> no, like, no, sir. No, sir. Like, he, I guarantee you, Dennis Rodman probably listened to, like, rap songs from rappers today and be like, <laughs> Dang, shit. <laughs> like, like for sure. Like that's cute. Yeah, yeah. Somalians and Perkins said, hey, "Y'all funny." <laughs> like, what were you doing, nigga? <laughs> like he was on. I mean, you heard the story about how he broke his. Nah, nah. Go ahead. You never heard about that? Nah. So he, there's literally a story on the internet, uh, and he he verified it. They did a whole animation to it, and so Dennis Rodman, I guess, was lit. Uh, he was in. I'm gonna say Vegas or running, you know, somewhere party or whatever. Some late night, he's super lit, and he with this girl, and he has this idea. I'm gonna go jump. I'm gonna go from across the room, and I'm gonna literally jump in that like <laughs> it ain't work. 
<laughs> broke his yeah. Like apparently, like broke had to go to the hospital on like surgery because like the muscle, like the way he's on. Oh, oh hell no, no, no. Yeah, no, that's what I'm getting at. Oh, like, no, he broke it. Like, and it wasn't. It was a problem. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, like oh, no, that would have been a career ender for me. Career, career ender, but that, but that's the thing though. When you go, when you go that hard, like, oh hell no. Oh. Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman. Like I said, nigga, niggas today is just figuring out what he was on. Like, like, really think about that. From his looks to, bro, realistically, the man wore a dress and married Carmen Electra. I'm just saying in all capacities, he's in 2020. Like, way past. Oh, yeah, pretty that. much. Like, ain't nobody, like, even, like, ain't nobody with that shit for real in the 90s. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Just look at he, all the rappers today. Yeah. Exactly. So what I'm getting at is if he's doing all this before then, looking like this before then, like he was a real rock star. Like he was a real, like he was a real rock star. He just so happened to who? But he's a, he's a, like, he's on, yeah, he's, he's different. All right. So, so like the NBA is like the greatest sporting league in the world, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't think this is an opinion, it's a fact. Mm -hmm. The Why is was pretty much the greatest show. HBO ever um, spit out. So, like, before you got the part of Randy, what was your audition like? And did you, like, read for other parts before they settled on you as mm -hmm. I'm Randy? So, before I read for Randy, um, I remember I auditioned. It's, it's pretty. It's a crazy story. So, but right before I did The Wire, I was signed. Back when I was, like, 12, 13, I was signed to Randy Dupree. And I was living in Atlanta with him and Janet because I was, like, you know, working on, like, I used to just do R&B. We were working on an album, doing all this kind of stuff. And so I lived out there for like a year and a half, two years, and I wasn't like doing too much acting stuff or whatever. Um, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's oh, four. No, yeah, oh, oh, four, oh, five. And legit, I remember um, I was just like, you know, being bad. Like, I remember like, me and Bow Wow were hanging out all the time. And, like, he was like 17 at the time. So I'm only like 13. Like, he was doing dumb little kid shit. But anyway, I was being a badass little kid. I got sent back home. And I was so mad because I was like, yo, I was just living the life. Like, oh, taking private just to Disney World and shit. Like, different. So I was like, okay. So I get sent back home. And I'm like, this shit sucks. And I get the audition started coming back. I get an audition for uh, the show The Wire, which I've heard of, but I've never actually seen at this point because I'm also only 12. And so um, I remember seeing the. Uh, Seeing, uh, getting the audition, they had me read for Michael first. And so I went into the audition, I did it, whatever, and um, it was on tape. Didn't think about it. Then ended up getting a call back two days later, and they're like, they loved him, but they want to read him for a different role. So then they brought me in for Randy. So now I went in, put that on tape. Um, they, uh, they went from that, and then they were like, okay, well, you know, we'll keep you posted, whatever. Then I ended up getting a job. Uh, I ended up getting this job singing at the opening of the, the Disney World in Hong Kong. So I went to Hong Kong, and then they called my dad, and they're like, hey. So, so my mom went to Hong Kong with me, so my dad was still in Chicago. They go, hey. They're like, so we want to, like, move forward on this. Like, we want to, like, test them. We, like, we want to bring them in for a test in Baltimore. 
And he was like, oh, okay, well, you know, he's in Hong Kong right now, so we're like, we got to figure that out. And then, so then they started working on a contract and all that kind of stuff on that end while I was out of town. And then when I came back, literally, I flew back, and then that same night or the next day, I had a flight to Baltimore. And then that was when I did the screen test. And the only person who was there at the time was, well, it was all, it was, you know, David Simon, Ed Burns, all those guys, uh, David, David LaChapelle, like all the people who worked on the uh, the writers, producers, all that stuff. But the only act, other actor who was there was Julito, who played his name. And um, that was the first time I met him. And then, uh, you know, they had us like, you know, like meet, see how we jailed a little bit. And I did one scene with him and I did one scene without him. And then, uh, yeah. And then that literally, that was, that was basically how the process went. And like, when I, when I did the test, they loved it. And, it was yeah, it was on from there. I mean, it was it was cool though too because I remember what they told me. Uh, I think it was Ed Burns, but he told me he said, "Yeah, because like when we saw your tape, we like, never like you're right." I was just like, "Damn!" Because uh, that's another thing a lot of people don't know. All these, so Ed Burns, uh, he's one of the producers on the show, worked very closely with David Simon. He was actually, you know, Press Belusky. Yeah, pre- yeah, yeah. That's his story. That's literally his life. So he was a cop, became a teacher, you know, um, worked with these kids. And all of our characters are like based on a kid who like actually went through like this, like what we went through. And so, um, yeah, it was it's, it was cool. To, like, see, and, and it was weird, too, because I remember I first saw when I first saw uh, Naaman's like, you know, his lines, his storyline, everything. I remember being like, damn, I want to be that kid. Like, he got you get all the fly clothes. He's selling drugs. He what? You know, like that's who you want to be. But that was that was another thing people don't realize. Like they didn't give us the scripts. Like we didn't know what happened in the season. Like we got the scripts as they went. So we get script number one. We shoot it. Uh, we work with Robert Chu, you know, who played Prop Joe. We work mm-hmm. with him on 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 the uh, the acting. He coached us for uh, in the beginning just so we can get into our characters. Uh, rest in peace to him. Uh, but. Yeah, and you know that was it. So after we shot the episode, it was like, all right. So what happens next week? Then we get the script. Then we go and then you flip through, look for your name. All right, I ain't dead. All right, what am I doing? Da-da. So it was it was crazy how they uh, the the show really. This is another thing Tristan had brought up too, or Mac Wiles, you know, who played Michael. It's crazy because a lot of people I didn't even realize this in the time, but even the way that they brought us together and separated us throughout the show so like you know like this is from boys of summer first episode like when we, you know we're throwing piss balloons and we're like yeah we're kids we can never grow up you know what i mean type shit um but when this was happening you gotta remember there's also we only been kicking it together for like a week and a half two weeks like we're also like i think um 14 the, yeah 14 no eighth grade on the show so i don't know how old that really yeah, no, I was only I was only I was only 14 though. I was a fresh yeah, I was a freshman and because I, I remember my freshman year I didn't go to because I was shooting this. So I was only 14. Mac was like seven. Yeah, Mac was only 16. And then Trist and then uh Julito was 15. So he was like, we young, you know what I mean? Like we ain't really like and so uh, you know, we're going to school together, like we're going homeschool together, we're doing all this kind of stuff. So like that energy of us being kids, like you feel it. Like, you know what I mean? We always like fucking around anyway in, in school and doing stuff. But, and then as the show went on, though, what they started to do 
And it's crazy because I really didn't notice this, but it started being like our school schedules would be real sporadic. We'd be shooting at different times. And that also took place because like, you know, as you watch the season, you start to see like the gang ain't together all the time no more. Like, oh, Michael doing his thing over there. Randy dealing with this over here. Naaman, he figuring out a home situation. Dookie, you know, no one's ever had his back for real. Like, so it's just like they did such a good job of like also creating that like separation because they they did it. Like they actually did it. And we didn't even realize it. Cause it just got to the point where it's like, oh, I might not I'm shooting episode by the time I was at episode seven, it's like I might not see these niggas all. You know, always felt like the Boys of Summer was kind of like a backstory to like some of the main characters. Like always felt Naaman was um, oh what was his name, the politician, Clay Davis. Oh, Clay Davis, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, you know, Michael turned out to be kind of like Omar Dookie Omar. Bubbles, and then always felt your character was kind of like a cross between Marlo a little bit and somewhat oh. Bodie. Oh, okay, and Bodie too. Yeah, yeah. I can see that because I also. You know, there's that like little Easter egg that, you know, Prop Joe is technically my, like, or not Prop Joe, uh, Chief. Chief yeah. is technically my father. And so that's like, um, which I, lo- I love that they added that too, just for a simple fact that, like, bro, like, it's, it just shows you how, like, man, like, that kid's life is literally just like, it's not even a different state. It's on the east side. Like, are you kidding me? Right, you know what I mean? But you're not going to take no responsibility. These kids fucking, his whole existence is right on the east side. Pretty much right there. It's right there. Your father is right around And he don't give a fuck. Like, just, it's it's sad. And it just, that's what what I love about the show. Because it just shows also how those little, small, you know, micro mismanaged things can turn into, can literally turn a life in a whole different direction. Especially with a kid who, like, was smart was trying to stay out of trouble. You know what I mean? Like, trying to do the right thing. But, no. And your character pretty much had the same mind as um, Prop Joe early on, opening, mm-hmm. opening up the store. You yeah, know, exactly. Um, it, it just, it just hustled. Making like, deals. And... <laughs> so, oh, sorry. Um, were you ever, like, in a scene with Cheese? Because I was looking as hard as no. I can to see if, like, if no. there was if there was like a main scene with you and like cheese was in the background or or vice versa, I, they never did that, and it, it's crazy. Like they never, yeah. But I, like I said once again, I like that because it's like that might make it a little TV. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, this how it be. Motherfucker be right around the corner. You'll <laughs> never meet him, and it's just and and then if you did meet him, what kind of reaction you think you're gonna get? Let's be realistic. Um. What um. What was like the toughest scene that you had to shoot for the wire? Um. Definitely the uh, the the hospital scene with, uh, with Sergeant Carver. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that was definitely like that. Shit was, was sad, man. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> it, it was. It was. Man, um, it was. It it was. It was just. You, you know, like just being, trying to be in the moment and trying to like, also, I even at that young age, I realized like, it's an important scene, man. You're doing the voices. Like, like there's a kid who's, there's a, a kid who, who's gone through it. Like legitimately, regardless of the character I'm playing, but just in general, there's a kid who, who's gone through this. And you, 
you know, you can't make you can't make light of that. Or not a kid. There's millions of kids. Come on, how many kids go to foster homes? No one cares, and then they get checked out the second they turn eighteen. Like, you know, so if you can make the way I look at it now, I might not have necessarily thought this um, over. Like, I might not have thought this overall this way back then, but like. If you if you're portraying characters like that, you're doing something like that. If you can legitimately make one person who has any influence feel a certain kind of way about it, it good. legit because there's like, you know, you know how many privileged people in general, and I'm and this isn't a bad thing. I'm just saying how many privileged people tell me that yeah, why is your favorite show? And it's like, yeah, I hope I really really hope you got something out of it other than just damn yeah, it's crazy. It's just a cycle. Like yeah, but like. There's a reason it's a cycle. You feel me? Like, there's so many, like, you know, so it's a matter of, like, you know, if you understand what's happening here, you know, whatever stand you can take, hopefully you make that because, you know, shit, you're never going to see it really more well written. Because that's why I love The Wire. Like, you know, people talk about it, you know, the powers and all these other kind of shows. I'm like, I get it. But they're sensationalized. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's just what it is. Like, I don't care what you say. Like, Snowfall is way more sensationalized. You know, uh, uh, Power is way more sensationalized. Like, and, and as they should be, which is great for what they're selling. But the wire, that's why it's such a slow burn. You know what I mean? It's like, because it's not just sensationalized and it's it's really trying to tell like the, the true stories of what's going on. Oh, hold on real quick, my friend's walking out. I want you to hear this one. All right, so you mentioned the cycles, and, and like the cycles is within the education system, the media, politics. Mm-hmm. The well, I, well, there's I, all of them, and that's yeah. why it's, that's it's cool that they did a season for uh, for each one because, um, like, basically, the way I look at it is you, you see like the okay, even okay, season five, the news. We know what the cycle of the news is. You know what I mean? Like, we know that it's like constantly oh. <laughs> Uh, we know that it's, uh, you know, we, we see even like from yesterday, you see how like the news always run the same place. You know what I mean? It's like how everybody be a protest. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, come on, opposed to like how, you know, we were treated or how, you know, when it's uh, uh, something for us. So, like, that's one side. Then you see like, um, obviously the school system. I mean, that's depending on what neighborhood you live in, right? That's how good that's going to be. And that's a problem, right? Because everybody can't live in your neighborhoods, that's why it's even that. So it's like it's it it's all I mean it's all it's it's all just you know, and everybody all these different um levels of the government are coming into each other's hands, right? Because it's all a money play at the end of the day. It's not about it's about money. Just like every every other business. So, you know, so it just kind of comes down to, like, who's going to be marginalized, and it's the people who don't have money or a voice. And it will always be that way. And until, you know, it's changed who those people are, it's going to be the same thing. You mentioned money. Like, how much you think it would take for for um, David Simon to do, like, two more seasons of The Wire? He's one of those guys who, he, it ain't about the money. Like that's 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 the thing about a guy like him. He's just one of those. Like, it's all you know. That's like asking how much money would it take to get Drake on a song. Drake just gotta like you and want to do it. 
it's not uh, how much money you gonna give me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like unless you're cut, like unless you're just naming numbers that no one's ever gonna hand out. You know what I mean? Like, sure he'll take a billion dollars. I'm sure he'll take a billion dollars. I'm sure he'll take. I'm sure he'll take fifty million. You know, maybe a uh, maybe a hundred. But honestly, even if it was like three to five, I don't know if he maybe like not. Because I mean, the whole point of it is like the point of the ending too is just to show like that once again it's a cycle. It doesn't end. That's why it's even like how you say, oh, I can see the other characters. And of course you can. Because somebody got to be them. It's not going to stop. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's you know, the kid who's getting scarred today will be that bad guy tomorrow. But people aren't going to stop getting scarred. Oh, true. You know? That's, yeah, that's a good point. And, you know what I mean? That's all it is. Like, it's, it's. You know, people aren't going to stop being greedy. People aren't going to, you know, stop being, you know, hateful. Like, I'll say, so, who? Somebody will step into those shoes because they, they've been hurt. So they're going to do the same thing right back. And it's just going to keep. And that's why people always say, hey, if anything in your family, break the cycle. It's like, you know, just because shit was bad, like, hopefully you can be the person to overcome it. But also, that takes tools. If you don't have tools or help, like, what do you expect? Yeah. All right. So you just dropped Wave God Three. Like, what were some of the challenges like crafting the album during the during this um, pandemic? Uh, well, the, the crazy thing was I. It, it wasn't. It's not too hard because like I so I make all my own beats. I also record all my own. Beats. I do like you know I was perform. So I do everything. So it's not really too much of a hassle you know what i mean it's not too hard like with some people it's like oh they can't get in the studios they can't do that but for me it's like everything's here everything's in my house so like uh it's cool it actually made me i feel like more creative because it made me like it made me start trying to make uh because even i had started that project making it just uh i dropped it end of the year but i you know i had some of the songs and all the stuff and it was pretty much wrapped up by august or september um but yeah, also you feel like you're not rushed because it doesn't have to be anywhere because no one has to be anywhere. You know what I mean? And it also allows you to start trying to make more stuff that like you just want to make because you're not competing with the club. You're not competing with the like, what, like honestly, like what is what is a club record right now? It's like, you could say it in theory, it doesn't, it shouldn't exist. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's kind of like, um, yeah, I think it just allows you more time and like, not do it yourself, learn, learn new skills, learn to, uh, and just uh, har- harness your skills, harness your mental, and like brush up on like what you should be doing. You know what I mean? Or what you could be doing. And we now finally have the time. So, record, yeah, I will say I've been like making music in this period has been like more fun than like usual. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like dream artists that you would like to work with that you haven't worked with previously? Yeah, I I would love to work with. For me, a lot of the dream, a lot of my dream artists would be dream producers, like people I want to produce. Because, you know, um, unless it's like certain artists, you know, like I, I I like, of course, who doesn't want to have a Travis Scott singer? Who doesn't want to have a Drake singer? Yeah, you know, that'd be great. Um, but really, I would love to like once again. Like, I'd love to work with Mike D because he does it repeatedly for all these people right so like learn something you know what i mean like i actually learned something where i could take that and, and do it again for a bunch of other people uh 
I would love to work with like a uh, Jay Z or something, because like, obviously he's just a goat. I actually played uh, played keys on um, Nas's "Life Is Good" album. Oh, um, for real? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, it was a song uh, No ID made, uh, produced, and I like did the piano on it. So that like that's kind of like one person I have done something with. That was fire. Um, but love to have Jay Z. Uh, I hate saying it, but of course, the guy knew us because he's super talented. But you just hate saying it because it, it, my reasons are probably very different from everybody else's. You know what I mean? That's more my thing. Like, but he's still cold. Like, dude, cold. No, no way around it. Uh, yeah. And then, like, uh, probably like Max Martin. Uh, he's the guy who like produced all like, 90s. Like everything, like then he pops off. Katy Perry to Kelly Clarkson to like to Britney Spears to Insync to like he's done. He's like, go. And then um, I want to do way more film scoring stuff. So like I want to do like I actually had like a few of my songs and um, I had one of my songs in the first you know the first Purge movie. Um, I had my song in that. I had one of my uh, records in Euphoria. Um, I did an, an original song for the uh, Teen Titans movie. Uh, so like, I've also been like putting my head in that ring and like doing more of that, which I love because it's also it kind of bridges both of the worlds of what I do. You know, it's kind of like oh, it's dope. You know? you know, like, you know, like I don't rap or sing or nothing, but one person I want to work with is mm-hmm. Maya. Like, I don't know how much learning was on my part oh, is is is, is, is going to be happening, but. <laughs> He said, my, for what reasons? Do you really rock with Maya or you rock with Maya? <laughs> the second one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I completely understand that. Yeah. Well, we we doing those, you know, I, I love a session with J-Lo. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Uh, who else? I'm trying to think, who's just like the bad? Who's like the bad? I'm trying to think like the baddest artist. So I'd be like, damn, like, yeah, you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm so I, I'm so just like I kind of just don't I don't pay as much attention unless I like directly know a group. You know what I mean? I'd be like, all right, or even like I'm saying about like celebrities, like, oh, that's dope. But like, he's here, he's cool. Like, like yeah, if it's not because I because I I've seen because I also I think it's one of those things I've seen people I've been around a lot of people through my life which was you know unfortunate for that but then i think uh the other thing too is like i've seen people do that with me like, in some capacities and i'm like yo i'm just i'm just me i'm not mad right you know what i mean like it's nothing crazy i'm just i just work hard maybe trying to figure shit out <laughs> you know what i mean and it's just like i, I think that's what it is so sometimes it's fat to, to find like to find like the people i and every like i said all my biggest like the state like all the biggest celebrities i've Go crazy, would go crazy for it, just more off of like, and man, I wish I could have met Kobe before he passed. But like, it's because, like, bro, I've seen you with your hand in cash over here, shooting free throws and your pajamas. Like, I, what you, what, there's something you know, you know what I mean? Like, Kevin Hart saying, like, I get that same energy from him. I just, I think it's something about just people who just work really hard. Cause then I go, okay. And then also, you must be smart too. So, how do you? What, what's your thought process like? What do like? What do I need to adapt more? You know, like, um, you know, one of my first NBA interviews was with Kobe. I still got yeah, it yeah. as my Twitter header. I don't know if you hold on. Let me see if you can see it. 
Oh, shit. That's fine. Oh, wait. I'm talking. You need to talk. Say something. Yo. I don't know if you yeah. I can kind of, yeah, I can see like the, that's fire though. How, how, like, how long was the interview? Shit, like, I don't know. It was uh, like a whole bunch of media around. So I just blurted out my question, like, so I could just say at least if this is my last game ever. Right. I got Kobe. That's fire. Yeah. All right, so I want to thank you for coming on, man. Um, I really appreciate this conversation, man. And hopefully one day um, we'll get that season six of The Wire. Yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, man, thanks for having me, bro. Uh, appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, I hope you, hope you enjoyed yourself. You will.